Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! In the Big Ten Championship! He's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome to a new day, uh, to a new week of uh, the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. It is uh, February 5th, 2024, and look at that, the sun is uh, shining, and a cloud in the sky looks like out of the uh, window, so it's another uh, great day here, and it's another great day to uh, talk some uh, sports with you all, and uh, coming up, we'll be hitting up on uh, those uh, local sports uh, from uh, this past weekend. And we will also uh, be uh, taking a little peek at the uh, postseason brackets that were revealed uh, there on a Friday and see where a few area teams are uh, stacking up. But we might have to go into that a little bit later on this week where we can dive into it a little bit deeper because it is a post-weekend show. So we got a lot to uh, hit up on uh, today. And we'll hit up on uh, college basketball. I know we usually uh, save the Illini for uh, Tuesdays, but uh, hey, the game just happened yesterday, so it's kind of fresh in our minds. So uh, we'll take a look at that as well as the rest of the uh, college basketball from this weekend, including that uh, pivotal matchup before a couple hours before the uh, line I took the floor there. There was a game with Purdue and Wisconsin uh, there that we'll hit up on as well. Try to take a look at uh, some NBA from over the uh, weekend. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl happened. If you watched that, uh, probably didn't, but I didn't. I peeked in on a little bit, but not a not a whole lot. I didn't watch it f- uh, coverage to coverage uh, there, front and back, if you will. But uh, we'll hit up on uh, some NFL stuff as it is uh, the uh, week, Super Bowl week. Uh, here, everybody descending on Vegas in the football world. Radio Row and all of that good stuff. ESPN beginning their coverage uh, there all week. They're in Vegas for the Super Bowl coming up on a Sunday. 
And we'll also be uh, taking a look at the top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well. And we'll also be hitting up on uh, some NASCAR mm-hmm. and a NASCAR pick'em return on a Friday. So we'll see how uh, that did. As uh, Maybe you missed it, but uh, yeah. the race got moved up a day mm-hmm. as it was supposed to take uh, place on Sunday. But due to some weather moving in in California, it was uh, moved up to a Saturday. Yes, we'll uh, talk there. more about that yeah, because so, it's huge. Yeah, so uh, we'll hit up on uh, those uh, developments uh, there. And whatever you don't get to here in the uh, Terrestrial Show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion. Of course, you can uh, find uh, that a podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, or Spotify, or the website, FEMRadio.com is also a good place to catch the podcast as well. All right, so we got a lot to hit up on today here on a post-weekend show on a overreaction Monday. So let's go ahead and let's get it started. And let's get it started with our first segment. It's called First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, Champaign. We're starting off in that Illini game uh, there that happened yesterday. You heard it right here on a 98.9. As a boy, the Illini sure like to give people gray hair, and they sure like to have people's hair fall out as well as, uh, man, they uh, almost blew it there uh, against Nebraska and uh, they ended up uh, pulling it out in overtime. This game should not have went to overtime. 87-84 ended up being the uh, final score against the uh, Cornhuskers there. It uh, should not have went to overtime because uh, the Illini led by 10 points with about a little over three minutes to go in regulation. 72-62 was the score at the time uh, there. And boy, oh boy, did they give it away there. And Nebraska ended up tying it. And it was uh, Marcus Damask as well hitting some free throws uh, there that could have ended the game in regulation, by the way. But uh, he ended up tying it there and ended up going into overtime and uh, holding on there. They outscored him 14-11 to in the extra period uh, there to beat Nebraska uh, there yesterday at the State Farm Center. So, Travis, where's your confidence this morning <laughs> in the Salini team? Well, I'm you gonna know. ask you after every Illini game. Uh, well, you know it's uh, it's uh, it's 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 still the same. Still the same. Still, still the same. Still confident in this team. They can make it past the first weekend of March and 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 make a, a sweet sixteen, if not sure. a lead eight run. I don't know about a lead eight, but I mean anything can happen once you get to March. So not when you can't close out. Yeah. And we've had a couple of games now where the Illini have had problems closing out games. Right. This was one, like you said, it should... Uh, first, it should not have went over them. No, but Illinois trailed after the first half. And, yeah. and it just... Nebraska... Again, Travis, we've talked about this. Nebraska came out ready to play. Illinois did not. Right. Illinois has a problem playing down to their competition. Right. And just thinking they're going to go in and beat somebody because they're Illinois. 
Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's uh, kind of crazy how they always sometimes uh, seem to uh, come out flat mm-hmm. uh, there at home. And they did there yesterday. And uh, what you said there about playing down to the competition is like Nebraska is good there in Lincoln. That's where they beat Purdue and Wisconsin. But uh, they are winless on the road in the Big Ten. So uh, that's another thing that the Illini probably uh, took into account there that, you know, Nebraska is a completely different team on the road than they are. So that's kind of why you say play down to the competition because just of their uh, road record there. 14 turnovers for the Illini compared to nine for Nebraska. Yeah. Now, Travis, we, we talked about it on Friday. So I have to call spade a spade. 30 free throws for Illinois, 14 for Nebraska. <laughs> I that, figured you'd probably bring I, that up. I have to. I brought it up with the Purdue game. I have to bring it up in this game, too. In general, Travis, it wouldn't matter if it was the other way. I would still bring it up. The free throw discrepancies are too bad for the home teams in the Big Ten. This is now becoming a trend. Yeah. It's not a one-time thing. This is becoming a trend. Because if Illinois doesn't go 20 of 30, because Nebraska was 14 of 14 from the free throw line. They nailed every free throw they took. If this is an even free throw game, Nebraska wins. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. 14 for 14. Yeah. 100%. That's video game stuff. That is. That's a team that is a good shooting team. Yeah. That has confidence they can step up to the line and make their free throws when they need to. Mm -hmm. Travis. Yes, it's a win for Illinois, but Illinois got beat in this game. Maybe they deserve to lose. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Five more turnovers. Uh, now, luckily, they had they out-rebounded them very well, especially on the offensive end. Illinois, 17 offensive rebounds, five of them from Rodgers. They did a good job right. on that end of the ball. Um, yeah. yeah, and a lot of that came in the uh, second half. But nine is just what we do. Shoot or shoot. Not when it hurts you. I mean, yeah, some of those were bad I mean, uh, yesterday. But Shannon Jr., 3 of 10. Yeah, I mean, some of these are, are, are bad, but uh, look, we're not going to change. So I, I can't defend it anymore, but this is – we're not going to change. We're not changing anytime soon, for for better or for worse. Uh, for worse. So It's for worse. I know. Know what you're good at. Illinois is not a good three-point shooting team. I'm sorry I have to be the one to say it. They're not. Yeah, we're just about, like... If they like, have space and time, then yes. Yeah, we're just about, like, everybody else. You know, yeah. you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Sometimes it's working, uh, sometimes it's not. And uh, it was definitely not. No. Uh, there uh, yesterday, uh, for sure. Uh, some ones that I can't really stand is uh, when they're uh, hesitating and then they end up shooting it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coleman Hawkins takes it from way beyond yep. uh, the arc train to impress the NBA scouts, uh, I guess. Or, you know, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., when it just wasn't working for him, uh, he should just uh, abandon that. But instead, he just kept uh, shooting. He got it early, a couple early ones, but, uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, there and I love that one with uh, Goody. He was uh, planted in the corner there, and he was calling for the ball while uh, every other ball movement was happening. And then when he finally got it and shot it, he was open, uh, but he missed. O for eleven was our bench from three, Travis. Yeah, O for six for Luke Goody. Yeah. Oof. Harmon was O for four. Mm-hmm. And Gibbs Longhorn was O for one. One shot he took in two minutes. He missed it. Yeah. Uh, 
inexcusable. Mm-hmm. It's inexcusable. Yeah, and there's our bench production bench again. Bench production again you know, does, gives you nothing. Danger only played. Gosh, why Why does this guy not play more? I mean, he interjects energy every time he's on the floor. Six points off the bench in only nine minutes. Because, Travis, who of those four uh, starting are you taking out for danger? <sighs> I mean, there's I want to take problem. Coleman Hawkins, but Gary Air. You out there. Gary Air, possibly. I mean, 12 points, seven rebounds. Yeah. He was one for two from three. He knew when he shouldn't shoot threes. The rest of the yeah. team did that. They shoot 50% as a game, as a team. But one thing you said there, Travis, that I found very, very interesting. You talked about Coleman Hawkins and uh, trying to show his range for NBA scouts and, and Shannon Jr. and just putting up threes when he shouldn't. Is it me? And I know you're going to say it's me because I'm not an Illini fan, even though I am. <laughs> Is this team not playing as a team? Are they playing individual ball? Hmm. No, I I don't think so. I, I think you could say that last year, sure. But this year, I, I don't think so. I just have moments when I look at the stat sheet and I see Coleman Hawkins going 7 of 13 and Damas going 7 of 15 and Shannon Jr. going 6 of 16. I see three individuals playing individual ball and playing hero ball. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could say that a little bit for Terrence Shannon Jr., but... I don't think you could say that about the mask uh, there, but uh, I think they're playing more as a team this year than they were last year. Okay, I'll uh, take your sure. word for it. Um, but uh, the mask there, he made a one or two uh, free throws. He split the free throws there too. Uh, I ended up forcing it into a regulation. And I thought Nebraska was going to pull it out there. Uh, Taminga, oh my goodness, this guy. 31 points, a new career high mm-hmm. uh, for him, including making some tough three-pointers, five for seven from beyond the arc uh, there, and eight for eight at the line. It was Taminga there. What a player he is, and a revelation for Nebraska. Cornhuskers almost uh, pulled it out despite being uh, out-rebounded uh, there and the free-throw discrepancy yep. uh, there. So yep. uh, give him credit, Nebraska – Never went away, and they could have folded Should've up. Should have won in the game. Yeah, they could have folded up, and they could have easily just been like, all right, we're down by 10. There's three minutes to go. We have no shot. But, nah, they didn't. And uh, they came back into the game and almost should have won it. Should have won it. Uh, there. I, I think Travis even, and you just did, but I, I want you to hear it. Even you admit, Illinois did not play like they wanted to win that game yesterday. Oh, yeah. They played more like they didn't want to lose than they wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And I know people out there listening say, well, it's the same thing. No, it's not. You yeah. play If you play to win, you're a lot more aggressive. You're making some plays. Playing not to lose, you're very passive. That's mm-hmm. where the turnovers come in. Yeah. Man, it was almost a crucial one there at the very end, but uh, Harmon ended up uh, – Getting that off the re- inbounds there, almost uh, stolen away from uh, TSJ. And mm-hmm. uh, Terrence Shane Jr. also had a key steal uh, there in the waning seconds, the final possession there for Nebraska, uh, potentially uh, to uh, close out the uh, uh, tight win 
there. And we also had early in the game, we had a, a Brad Outerwood, a technical mm-hmm. uh, there. And um, that was only like, what, six minutes into the game, if not earlier uh, there. So Coach uh, Underwood was uh, heated there at the uh, very beginning there. But uh, the Illini yep. squeeze it out. Yep. And uh, now are in sole possession or tied uh, for uh, second in the uh, Big Ten mm-hmm. uh, with Wisconsin because of what they did yesterday. And, Travis, I-, I will say this. You know, you got a week off, basically. You don't play again until the 10th, but you're going to be taking on a Michigan State team that's starting to build some momentum. Mm-hmm. They've won five of their last six. Now, granted, it was against Rutgers, Minnesota, Maryland, Michigan, and Maryland. Not the best competition. Sure. But with, you know, their win against uh, Maryland, they did get Izzo's 700th victory on his birthday. They're getting momentum. You barely won last time. It was a three-point game last time you played them, and that was at home. So, to me, Travis, this is going to be an interesting game on Saturday. This will tell us if this is an Illini team that's hungry and wants to win or they're just not playing to lose. Yeah, I think uh, Maryland's two good wins mm-hmm. uh, right mm-hmm. there, and their uh, loss was to Wisconsin. And even though they're a bigger school, Travis, that Indiana State win's pretty good as well as Baylor still. That Baylor win's still pretty Baylor, good. Baylor, yeah, it's good. Uh, so that'll be on a Saturday there at Michigan State, mm-hmm. uh, 1 o'clock tip-off, so uh, noon we'll begin our coverage uh, here on a 98.9. And I also uh, said on a Friday that the uh, – I, if you see the line and whatever it is, Nebraska may be the play there. And uh, sure enough, I thought the uh, line was uh, Illinois favored by at least nine, nine and a half. So if you took Nebraska, you would have got some entertainment mm. there if we were allowed to have entertainment on a collegiate athletics in the state of Illinois. Before we move on, Travis, from college basketball, shout out Indiana State. Big win over Drake on Saturday. Travis, they are now 20-3 and three on the year. 11-1 in conference play. Great job, Indiana State Sycamores. Having a great, great season. Doing good. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yep. So uh, it's nice to see you there. So uh, we'll move along and we'll talk some uh, local sports, some local basketball, and that's what we're hitting up on coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
The new year is here. Time for change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand fields of IT, cybersecurity, and AI with My Computer Career in just months. Already in IT? Build your cybersecurity skills and prep for thousands of open positions employers nationwide are desperate to fill. Attend classes live online or on campus. Make this your year. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available to those who qualify, including the GI Bill. If you love to travel, Capital One has a rewards credit card that's perfect for you. With Venture X, earn unlimited double miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges where you just check in and chill out. Open up a world of possibilities with Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. And now. And uh, number one in the West, give me Vegas. All in on Vegas. Give me the Raiders winning this division with Derek Carr. The starting lineup. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. <laughs> All right. Uh, Raiders. Derek Carr's trash. 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 Wow. No respect. Worst QB in the division. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> It'll why. stay there because he can't win the big games. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We'll see. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Let's take a look at uh, some local high school basketball from uh, Friday and over the uh, weekend. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, Friday uh, high school basketball there. Top of the uh, list there was uh, Altamont picking up uh, the uh, win over uh, CHBC there on a uh, Friday night in Beecher City. A 66-39 to uh, 39 was the uh, final score, but... Uh, CHBC uh, started off the uh, game well, and they actually led by uh, seven points there after one quarter did the Bobcats, but uh, finally Altamont uh, turned it around and uh, got things going and uh, started uh, getting their typical offense of uh, uh, running on missed shots and turnovers and whatnot, and Altamont turned up the defense. Only uh, Bobcats were three points there in the uh, second quarter and only single-digit quarters the rest of the way for uh, CHBC as well as they turned it on there in the second quarter and never looked back. 26 points put up in the third quarter there by uh, the Indians there. Uh, Caden Miller led the way at 21. Uh, McManaway had a few threes and 14 points, and Millville also had a couple threes as well with 11 uh, there for Altamont as they uh, picked up uh, the uh, win. Evans was the only one that kind of sniffed the double figures there for CHBC, nine points for him. In the loss, so uh, Altamont, a quick turnaround. We'll see what they did on a Saturday there here in a second. But it was uh, St. Anthony also picking up an impressive victory over at the Topless, 55-34. to uh, Low-scoring affair there in the uh, first quarter, and it was 10-6 to lead for St. Anthony after one. Uh, but then they turned it on there in the uh, second quarter, outscored the shoes 17-3, to and never looked back. 
uh, from there. Uh, Schmidt had 18 points. Wessendorf had a 12, and a Brock Fearday had a nine of points. But uh, St. Anthony, a uh, nice win there against T-Town on a Friday. And uh, T-Town scoring was kind of uh, sprinkled throughout here. Uh, but the leading scorer only had six points. It was Kramer who led the way uh, there with those six points there. But that was about it for the uh, uh, shoes. Tough night uh, for them there at the end of the center. It was a Dietrich picking up a win against North Clay. A 73-2-45 was the uh, final score. Dietrich got off to a great lead there. 24-2-6. But North Clay came back to him there in the uh, second Outscored them 27 to 17 there, but then uh, Dietrich right back to it, 26 to 11. They outscored the Cardinals uh, there in the third to pull away in the second half. There, uh, Gephardt had 22, Wessendorf had 18, and Keck had 16 points as well, and also put off a, another 1,000-point score for the Maroons as uh, Keck uh, had 1,000 collected his 1,000th uh, career point as well. Mm-hmm. On a Friday night there to uh, for, spoil the festivities a little bit for uh, North Clay. They were uh, honoring a baseball uh, team uh, there. That I saw that Coach Zink uh, was on uh, there in the 90s uh, there. Uh, Zimdars had uh, 15 points to uh, lead the way for North Clay. Uh, Walden also was in double figures. He had 10. It was a St. Elmo picking up the win over South Central, 38-22. to uh, 22. As this one was a low-scoring affair there, and it was tied at halftime. Uh, but then St. Elmo, 18-6 in the third to pull out the win. Uh, Atwood at 13 to lead SEB. And uh, Nielsen had 8 for South Central. This wins is two straws over Mulberry Grove, 64-58. Nioga with a win over Sandoval, 60-53. In the uh, Lincoln Prairie there on a Friday, it was Tri-County over Arthur. Uh, Sarah Gordo winning over Heritage 47-20. Villa Grove over Unity Christian 66-32. Sullivan over Okaw Valley 55-49. Arcola defeats Blue Ridge 55-36. And the uh, game that you were at there, Eric, was Argenta and uh, Cumberland uh, here. And it was a uh, close one, mm-hmm. but the uh, Bombers get the win here yeah come from behind effort by cumberland just fell a little short at the half cumberland trailed 23 16 you kind of thought oh man this just may not be the pirates night but they ended up coming back travis they scored a bucket with four seconds left no timeouts mm. so argenta just held on to the ball didn't even need to inbound it just held on to it with four seconds left and got the win got out of cumberland with the win but uh, talking with coach post game he said I loved the heart. I loved the fight of the team, battling back. He said, but how many games have I ended with timeouts in my pocket? And here, I don't have them to use. And, you know, that's that's the little things that happen in, mm-hmm. in games. But, yeah. you know, just not having that timeout to call a timeout to get your defense set up to try and force a turnover and get another shot to force overtime. Um, but, I mean – Honestly, Travis Cumberland didn't play particularly well. They reminded me of the Illini on Friday night. 15 of 54 from the field, 5 of 14 from three. That Those sound like Illinois numbers. Mm. So uh, now you have to go and face a very, very good Sullivan team on, on Tuesday night before you uh, Friday get Decatur Unity. So um, Cumberland on the road, taking some long road trips coming up in the next couple of, of games. Mm. Long road trips, mm-hmm. life on the road. Yep. 
there for the Pirates. So 45-43, Argenta mm-hmm. squeaks one out there against the Pirates. Uh, also had some LIC action there from uh, Friday. It was Newton over Marshall, 63-49. to uh, 49. It was a Newton jumping out to the early lead, and they carried that uh, throughout the rest of the game. Uh, let's see, we had a Wolf there with 19 points, a Nichols with 18 to lead the way for uh, Newton. There's also a Casey with a win over Mount Carmel, 57-49. Robinson with a win, 57-33 over Paris. And then uh, this was the, the uh, talk on a Saturday there. Lawrenceville, an impressive win against Olney as 59-49 was the uh, final score there, meeting in the regular season matchup Olney. Had got the win earlier on in the season in the Thanksgiving uh, tournament, the Capital Classic, but mm-hmm. Lawrenceville got him here by a 10 of points here. So that was a really a nice, uh, impressive win there for Lawrenceville. Uh, there heading into a Saturday's tilt with Altamont that we'll talk about here in a sec. Uh, the Central Illinois Conference Tournament wrapped up there in Clinton on Friday. It was Macon Meridian over Central A&M, 76-58 in the fifth-place game. Third place game went to a Tuscola. They won over Clinton 52 to 49. And in the uh, championship, it was a Shelbyville winning over Warrensburg Latham 62 to 40. Was the final score there for the Rams taking the conference tournament title uh, there. So Shelbyville owning the uh, CIC both in football and on the boys' side in basketball uh, there. Uh, South Central from Friday, we had North Mac over Vandalia, 72-39. Carlinville over Staunton, 42-39 as well. Uh, Piasol over Pena, 53-51. Greenville over Gillespie, 56-26. And Litchfield winning uh, against Hillsborough, 61-36 was the final. A couple of girls scores from a Friday night as well. Mattoon won over Mount Zion, 56-41. And Taylorville won over Muhammad Seymour, 58-25 was the uh, final score there. Action on a Saturday there at the uh, top of the page there. It was a matchup there at Olney Central College, and it was uh, Lawrenceville winning over Altamont 58-40 was the uh, final score there on a Saturday as both these teams quick turnaround for uh, both the squads, but it was uh, Lawrenceville prevailing here as it was uh, Jenkins leading the way for uh, Lawrenceville. Uh, No dunks. In uh, this one, but he did have 20 points to lead the way uh, for uh, the Indians there, and uh, Pargin had uh, 14 points there as well. As Altamont could never really get it going uh, there in the game on a Saturday. Lawrenceville jumped out on him early uh, there, and they couldn't quite uh, turn it around and uh, get get it going uh, there for. Uh, them and like I was uh, telling you before the show, it's kind of an odd, odd day. That's the best way I could describe it. Odd, mm-hmm. bizarre, unique uh, situation uh, there in Olney. There with uh, everything counting as a two-pointer. Uh, there, uh, the officials decided uh, the discretion against both schools uh, that since the IHSA line wasn't painted there on the floor. Uh, that everything would be counted as a, a two-pointer uh, there. No, Lawrenceville did hit a, a couple there from uh, deep that would have counted as well. I know Altamont uh, made more than a few uh, there as well, but just had an odd odd day there at, at Olney. Uh, but, hey, Lawrenceville picks up uh, two impressive wins in uh, 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, there over Olney and over Altamont uh, there. Lawrenceville definitely impressed me. 
on a Saturday for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, a good team, uh, a team that seems to be peaking at the right time as we talk about. Um, so hats off to Lawrenceville there, and hats off to Altamont too, Travis. That's tough conditions to play under. Right, yeah. And uh, so uh, they'll uh, try to uh, bounce back, and uh, uh, they're against Nioga uh, tomorrow, and uh, that's where you want an NTC play mm-hmm. uh, there to get it turned around yep. uh, there, especially uh, Nioga and then uh, St. Elmo on Friday uh, as well. Uh, also on a Saturday, you had a Weber winning over South Central 53-2-40-6. As we also had North Clay winning over Patoka 79-2-61. Uh, Muhammad Seymour picked up the win over Effingham 80-46. Rochester winning over Charleston 61-38. Mount Zion over Jacksonville 71-41. Taylorville gets the two-point win over Pena 52-50. And uh, Springfield won over Mattoon, 57-2-48. It was Totopolis, also a quick turnaround there. And uh, they defeated uh, Robinson, 63-2-50. Took a little bit for the shoes to get going. Uh, Robinson actually had the 22-13 lead after the first quarter. But Totopolis finally got it going there from the second quarter on and ended up winning the game there. Uh, Joey Niebuhr, he had 13 points to lead the way for the shoes. Kramer and Custer both had 11 uh, there, and uh, Schmidt had 13 to lead the Maroons. Pinkston had 12. Weber also in double figures with 11 uh, there as well. Uh, Mount Carmel picked up the win over Carmine White County, 43-21. Alney over Mascuda, 46-34 in the Rich Heron Classic. That took place there in Benton. In girls basketball from Saturday as well, South Central won over Weber, 63-26 the final North Clay winning over Wayne City, 46-31. Mattoon winning over Sullivan, 58-54. Taylorville over Mount Vernon, 62-36 there. We also had some junior high boys basketball from the 7th grade level. It was a Sigel St. Michael winning over Lexington in overtime, uh, but Sigel then uh, fell to a Lincoln away east, and uh, that uh, was a 43-34. So uh, Sigel will now play for a third place in the state tournament later on this week. Uh, St. Anthony in the 2A state tournament there at Macon Meridian uh, was victorious over Green Valley, 32-12, and they also picked up the win over Waverly, 40-18. So St. Anthony will be playing for the uh, championship uh, there later on this week. Mm -hmm. And it's topless uh, fell here at the uh, 3A state tournament at El Paso Grindley, and they lost against East St. Louis Lincoln, 54 to 40 was the final, but Stopless season comes to a close uh, there on a Saturday. We also have uh, plenty of action uh, today on the uh, docket uh, for a Monday as the NTC is packed. As you got Nioga there at Stopless, Chrysler Rock Lutheran at South Central, Shelbyville hosting Windsor, North Clay at Robinson, and Brownstown St. Elmo at Weber, Macon Meridian at Cowdenary Beecher City. And I got two big matchups here at the top, St. Anthony at Tuscola there. And we know the battles that they've had in the postseason as well. And two quality clubs right there squaring off in Tuscola tonight, as well as Altamont and a Father McGivney as well. And you can listen to that game over on Jack FM. It is Altamont versus Father McGivney. Uh, tonight and Father McGivney is also a two seed mm-hmm. in uh, their subsectional 
for postseason play. Yeah, going to be a great game tonight, Travis. Looking forward to uh, – haven't been to Father McGivney uh, High School. Looking forward to it uh, over in the Glen Carbon area tonight. Yeah, Glen Carbon mm-hmm. there for uh, Father McGivney and Altamana tonight. And I said we take a peek at the uh, uh, brackets uh, there. Uh, you know, a Tuscola in that uh, same as subsectional as uh, St. Anthony and Altamont. Uh, Altamont drew the uh, two seed there in uh, the uh, Dietrich Regional. And uh, their first game will be next Monday against the winner of Nioga and uh, Sarah Gordo. And also in that same Dietrich Regional, Decatur St. Theresa scoring off against uh, Dietrich and Red Hill winner uh, there next Monday as well. Uh, the winner of that Dietrich Regional will take on the winner of the Okaw Valley Regional, which is uh, the top seed Tuscola uh, there, and also involves uh, Okaw Valley, Martinsville. will take on the winner. Winner will take on Tuscola and Casey and Villa Grove. The winner there will take on the four seed Tri County uh, there next Monday as well. And the top half of that bracket in the sectional, it's uh, St. Anthony, the number one overall seed there, hosting their own regional. They'll take on the winner of CHBC and Unity Christian next Monday. And the other top seed in that one is the four Central A&M. They'll take on the winner of Windsor's Two Straws or Agenta next Monday uh, there. And the winner of the St. Anthony uh, Regional will take on the winner of the uh, Chrisman Regional. And that is the top seed South Fork and also Yarrow in there as well in that same subsectional uh, there in the Amawikwa Central A&M sectional. Uh, there and the uh, um, uh, super sectional this year is going to be in uh, Farmer City Blue Ridge I believe uh, there for that one mm-hmm. I had to scroll more up to the top uh, there um, yeah that's in Farmer City uh, this year it's the Colfax Ridgeview sectional winner uh, there and of course it all culminates there at Redbird Arena uh, there at the end of this month, uh, there and at the very beginning of the uh, March, uh, there mm-hmm. as well. So uh, we'll be a diving deeper into these uh, brackets a little bit later on in the week, but wanted to touch a little bit on there uh, with the 1A teams uh, there since we had so many involved tonight. Uh, Decatur Eisenhower is at Charleston tonight. Paris hosting Mattoon and Normal Community High School at Muhammad Seymour. Uh, also got Cumberland hosting Villa Grove. Arcola Unity Christian Heritage at Tri-County. Sullivan hosting Blue Ridge. Okaw Valley at Arthur and Saragordo at Argenta. Uh, Newton hosting OPH tonight. Centralia at Olney. Lawrenceville at Red Hill. And Vandalia at Greenville. And Hillsborough at Pena Gillespie at North Mac in a boys basketball tonight at the eighth grade level. We got some sectionals tonight. Uh, Hume Shiloh against the Royal Prairie View Ogden at 630 in the Champaign St. Matthew sectional championship. We also got the 1A level Pena Sacred Heart sectional championship. Mattoon St. John's against Pena Sacred Heart at 630. St. Anthony sectional championship. Paris Crestwood against uh, Central A&M at 630. 3A Paris Mayo Sectional Championship, Tuscola against Teutopolis at 6.30. And the Muhammad Seymour Sectional Championship is Muhammad Seymour against University of Park at 6.30 as well in the 8th grade postseason level. And uh, check out the uh, scores up on uh, the uh, website a little bit later. And also uh, tomorrow morning uh, for sure will be posted uh, there. 
So we move along here and we uh, jump back into uh, the uh, college basketball ranks as I wanted to. Uh, we started the show with uh, the Illini, but we need to uh, take a look at the rest of the top 25 action from this past weekend in the world of college basketball. So that's what we're taking a look at coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats, here to tell you about this week's specials at our store. We have baby back ribs for $3.49 per pound, and our heat and serve pulled pork for just $5.49 per pound. Go to McMahonMeats.com or to our Facebook page for more of this week's specials. And remember, you get one pound of bacon free with a minimum $50 online order. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Our Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text EASIER to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment, and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door no doctor's office visits required tax the word easier to 323232 to get started today that's easier to 323232 and now to ever be able to play in a super bowl in your home stadium thank you five more dollars we're allowed to say it how many points are the super bowl worth you just said it five more dollars where for people if you had a super bowl I said, legally, we are allowed to say it. I don't even want to do the show with you anymore. Anywho. The starting lineup. I think that's a lot of the appeal of the Super Bowl is that casual. Just said it again. Anyways, I don't know if you would do that in the Super Bowl, but I, I said it again. <laughs> is that the fourth or fifth time today? Fourth time this segment. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center. The Cardinals aren't done adding arms to their pitching staff. The club signed reliever 
Kenyon Middleton into a one-year contract on Saturday. Deals were $6 million and includes a team option for 2025. Middleton played with both the Yankees and the White Sox last year. He went 2-2 two and two with a 338 ERA and two saves in 51 appearances. Signing a player who is not a former Cardinal. Bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Other college basketball action over the weekend, Western Illinois beat Southeast Missouri State 76-55. Missouri State took down Belmont 87-80. It was Eastern Illinois falling to Little Rock 71-47. SIU edged out UIC 74-71. SIU Edwardsville fell to UT Martin 90-79. The Bulls nearly pulled off a stunning comeback during a 123-115 loss to the Sacramento Kings United Center on Saturday. The Bulls trailed by 30 points early in the second half but fought back to get with him one possession in the final minute before Sacramento pulled away. Kobe White had a team-high 26 points. Tamar DeRozan and Vucevic both finished with 24. Chicago's ninth in the Eastern Conference, 23 and 27. They host the Timberwolves tomorrow night. The Bulls preparing to be without one of their star players for the remainder of the season. No, Zach Levine is not being traded, but he's set to miss four to six months following surgery on his foot next week. 20-year-old has dealt with lingering foot issues this season and has been out of the lineup since January 18th. I mean, his agency elected to have the procedure after seeking additional medical options. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. Shaking his head over there with that news. Disappointing. And Levine is not going to be back with the Bulls? No, disappointing Levine is still with the Bulls, and then oh. we can't trade him. And instead, we're going to trade DeRozan <laughs> and possibly Patrick Williams. Mm, Those are the names yeah. on the block because they haven't agreed to extension talks. So sure. I like Patrick Williams. I like DeMar DeRozan. I really mm. don't want to trade either of those. Yeah. I'd much rather trade Levine. But you're stuck with Levine having surgery. Hey, we're in year two of his five-year deal. Hmm. So, be there for a while. Uh huh. We're in for the long haul, Travis. <laughs> Playing the long game. Yes. All right. Very well. Uh, college basketball from over the weekend. We talked about in the Illini, but uh, the rest of the top 25, we had a 99 98 upset there against number 13, uh, Creighton as Butler. Uh, the original Cinderella mm-hmm. uh, won that. Uh, Dayton won by five over a St. Bonaventure, 76 71. So, 21 Flyers. Uh, holding on there. In the uh, Big Ten on uh, Friday night, we had Iowa with a, a two-point squeaker against Ohio State there. 79 to uh, 77 was the uh, final there. On a Saturday, we had a loaded a slate of college basketball. Uh, we had the uh, number one team in the country, UConn, get it done there in Madison Square Garden. 77 to 64 over uh, St. John's. And it was the uh, 10th straight for the Huskies. Uh, this year, so 20 and two on in the year they are, 10 and one in the Big East uh, for UConn. Uh, we also had the uh, matchup, uh, the rivalry between Duke and North Carolina, and North Carolina ended up winning here, 93 to 84. So we'll see how far North Carolina slips after their earlier week loss uh, there, but they uh, got it done against the uh, number seven Dukies. Uh, number eight, uh, Kansas won over Houston, uh, 72 as uh, 65 in a Big 12 uh, battle. Uh, so we'll see how far uh, Houston uh, slips after that was an eight over a four there. Uh, Tennessee, uh, they put up a hundo there at Rupp Arena, 103 to 92 over Kentucky. Uh, it was also Marquette, 91 to 57 over Georgetown. Uh, number 18, uh, Baylor over number 12, Iowa State, 70 to 68. Cincinnati over number 15 at Texas Tech, 75-72. Number 16, Auburn over Old Miss, 91-77. 
San Diego State over number 17, Utah State, 81-67. FAU, 102-70 over Tulsa. Number 22, BYU over West Virginia, 86-73 in a Big 12 battle. UCF over number 23, Oklahoma, 74-63 in a Big 12 battle. Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma, yeah, that's what I just said. Alabama, 99-67 over Mississippi State. And a Texas over number 25, TCU, 75-66. There is Texas up and down roller coaster mm-hmm. of a season they're having. Uh, Penn State really put it on Indiana at Indiana there on Saturday, 85-71 over the uh, Hoosiers. Uh, Northwestern can beat Illinois, can beat Purdue, uh, but apparently they have troubles on the road there at the barn because Minnesota got them 75-66 in overtime over the Wildcats. Mm. Tough one there. Disappointing for me. Disappointing. Disappointing for Northwestern. Yeah, I was pulling for them. Man, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Frustrating, Travis. Frustrating. Oh. Frustrating. Oh well. I want them to prove to me they're a Big Ten school, Travis. They've been doing a pretty decent job of it lately. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks to uh, that, we're still we still would have been in sole possession of second or third place, anyways. Yep. But uh, they have now what five losses. In the mm-hmm. Big Ten now, mm-hmm. yeah, six and five. Uh, there are the Wildcats. We also had Rutgers winning over Michigan, sixty-nine and fifty-nine, and Michigan State got that win over Maryland that we mentioned, sixty-three to fifty-four, was the uh, final there. And on a Sunday, uh, we had the only two matchups in the Big Ten was that Illinois-Nebraska game, as well as earlier in the day, it was uh, Purdue getting the win there in the Kohl Center. 75 is 69 over Wisconsin, and boy, Wisconsin did a good job of dragging this game out, stretching it out till the last possible second. Uh, but Purdue ended up winning there. Uh, Zach Ed he turned it on, and uh, I was only like two points at halftime uh, there. He ended up with 18 points. Uh, everybody else kind of beat uh, the better uh, for Purdue, but uh, Wisconsin tried. But uh, Purdue ended up with the win mm-hmm. uh, there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's the Badgers, and uh, let's see. Uh, that put uh, Purdue now solidly in uh, first place, ten and one or ten and two in the Big Ten, twenty-one and two overall. Uh, the Illini and uh, Wisconsin now tied at eight and three in the uh, Big Ten. Uh, there for second place, so tied for second place right now is Illinois uh, there thanks to that win by Purdue. Uh, Arizona got the win over Stanford, 82-71. is uh, There was the uh, final. Uh, games going on uh, tonight in the top 25, only one. Number eight, Kansas at Kansas State uh, there. And anything going on in the Big Ten as well? Maybe have a night tonight. off. Mm-mm. Night More off. Night. Night off tonight from yep. the Big Ten. Yep. All right, so a light schedule uh, there in college basketball today. Very well. All right, so we close out the show here on a Monday with what we always do. It's the top three, top three from the uh, sports weekend. On to the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Get deals on what you need during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Right now, save $250 when you buy a DeWalt 12-inch sliding miter saw and adjustable stand together. Plus, save $710 on an LG kitchen suite and earn three times the bonus points on all LG appliances. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Select and varies by location while supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. Bonus points calculated before tax and fees after applicable discounts of any. Valid 115 to 126. Subject to change. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. And now, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. And nope, nope, redo that. On 98.9, the game. And nope, nope, redo that. Welcome back to the uh, Stardom lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge a bit longer. But uh, let's uh, close out uh, the uh, show with the uh, top three uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. Let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three uh, from the uh, sports weekend, of course, in a no particular order. But I'll start off with uh, my uh, number uh, three. And even though Eric didn't watch it, I watched it as it was the uh, Pro Bowl there. 64-59 in the flag football game. NFC won over the uh, AFC. And Eli Manning beats Peyton Manning. Beats Big Brother uh, there. NFC winning in the Pro Bowl. How ironic with that score. It was a defensive stop that sealed the game. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you know. I mean, I saw the headline on the Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, my number one, Travis, is Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark dropping 33 on the turp. She now is within 66 points, passing Plum all-time Ooh. points record. So she's going to get it by the end of the year. It's just a matter of how many games it's going to take. Next game? Next game? She get it next game? Is that against the Illini? <laughs> I don't know. No. Putting up 66 against the Illini? <laughs> no. No, I think they still got a few more games to go before okay. that. <laughs> but. You may get it against the Illini. You never know. Never it know. It just may not be the next one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll search for that. 
uh-huh. uh, as we go along here. Uh, but my number two uh, will stay with the uh, college, or not the college ranks, but the uh, women's uh, basketball ranks. Uh, there on a Friday night, it was uh, Chloe Froby for uh, Lincoln uh, scoring her 3,000th point as well as the uh, Lincoln team picking up a couple of victories, one on Friday and one on Saturday. Uh, they're pushing their uh, records to uh, still perfection uh, there on the season. But uh, Chloe Froby, 3,000 points uh, for Lincoln there on Friday night. Four more games to the Illinois game, Travis. Yeah, I knew it was a while. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen against Illinois. Yeah. Uh, my number two, Travis, I'm surprised this wasn't your number one. It may be, and if it is, I'm stealing your thunder, and I'm sorry. The NHL returning to the Olympics. Oh, yeah. I love this. NHL said that, said that they're going to return to the Olympics, committed to the next two years, and then in the off year of the Olympics, they're going to have a four-nation tournament over All-Star break, so there will be no All-Star weekend 24-25. Love this idea. Great call by the NHL. Yeah. No, it did not make my list, but, yeah, I did see that. So that's awesome. Great. The NHL players coming back to the Olympics. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I love it. Very awesome. Uh, but my uh, number one uh, from the uh, sports weekend, it seems like to be a trend. I think I was last week as well with the sports entertainment <laughs> being number one. But uh, number one on Friday night again, uh, The Rock coming back to SmackDown. But that's not what my number one is. It was the backlash uh, of that. I've never been more prouder to be a Cody Rhodes fan than I was this weekend, and everybody coming to his defense. And so, even Tim, TMZ, ESPN, uh-huh. the Gabriel big, Iglesias. the big companies yeah. coming for this controversy uh-huh. uh, that happened, and people wanting Cody Rhodes in the main event. From That's one, my number one. From one controversy, Travis, to another, and that is NASCAR moving ah. the Bush Clash or the Clash of the Coliseum. It's not the Bush Clash anymore. Uh, but it was Sunday, sponsored by Bush Light, I there think. There you go. From Sunday to Saturday. Denny Hamlin yeah. ended up getting the win, but that's not what everyone's talking about. Was this the right call? Did NASCAR make the right move? I'll tell you why this really messed up NASCAR, and I'll tell you why in the long run. And any momentum NASCAR may have had heading into the season, they just totally dumped it all on Saturday, and I'll tell you more in the podcast. Yeah, definitely uh, stick around. Uh, for that, definitely, I thought that was very odd to have moved never happened it before. They've never Saturday. moved the race up a day, right? First time ever. Hmm. Not a good idea. No, not not a good idea uh, at all. So uh, we'll discuss more of that in the pod as well as we'll take a look at how the uh, Pick'em game uh, went as well in the uh, podcast as well. So uh, coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Following that is uh, Freddie and Harry. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. Still got some uh, stuff to uh, clean up from the uh, show. Still got more stuff to uh, hit up on uh, from that uh, NASCAR clash. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also 
I'll recap pick them yep. as well. And uh, we'll see whatever else we can uh, come up with here yep. in the pause, see whatever else we can clean up yep. uh, from that yep. as well. All right, so is there anything uh, from SportsCenter you wanted to add on? Yeah, the White Sox made two deals over the weekend. They traded pitching prospect Christian Mena to the uh, Diamondbacks for outfielder Dominic Fletcher. They also sent pitcher Gregory Santos to Seattle for pitching prospect Prelander Barroa, outfield prospect Zach Deloach, and the 69th pick of the 2024 MLB draft. Hmm. The Commanders have found their next offensive coordinator. According to NFL Network, Washington has agreed to terms with Cliff Kingsbury to become the next OC. Now, Travis, I know what you're thinking. I thought we said on Friday he was going to the Raiders. Yeah. That's true. But they could not come to a contract. And so he has left the Raiders uh, and instead is going to be joining the uh, Commanders. Hmm. Yeah, so I thought that he uh, mm-hmm. uh, signed with someone else. Yep. We talked about it here on the show, but yeah. nope. Uh, mm. that couldn't come to contractual terms for whatever reason. Mm. And the Raiders ended up withdrawing their, their offer to him. Interesting. So that puts up the meter. Commanders are high in the draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams watch mm. potentially for them. Bears trade back to the Commanders, get mm. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Mm. It's not... It's not crazy. Uh, the 76ers' most important player will miss time due to an injury. ESPN reports that Joel Embiid will undergo a procedure this week to repair a left meniscus issue. The recovery timeline is expected after the procedure is done. The expectation is that the reigning MVP will miss an extended period of time. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. um, Wyndham Clark has been declared the winner of the 2024 Pebble Beach Pro-Am after 54 holes of play. Clark sat atop the leaderboard at 17 under when the tour announced that, quote, out of an abundance of caution for the safety of all constituents, end quote, there would be no more golf played. Final round of the tournament had been postponed to today due to inclement weather that included heavy rainfall and winds up to 60 miles an hour. Clark shot a Pebble Beach record 12 under 60 on Saturday to take a one-strike lead over Ludwig Agberg. Yeah, I, I did uh, see that. I talked about the uh, NASCAR. Yeah. Not a good start for uh, PGA Tour no. uh, either with the, the weather and having yeah. to just cancel it all. Well, the one good thing, Travis, that I'll say with it is even though you don't like to cancel it, it was just the Pro-Am. It wasn't You're like right. it was a major tournament. Oh, I know yeah. the Pro-Am's a decent tournament, but it's not you know one of the top four, five, six, seven, eight tour events of the year yeah no that's true um and finally the 2026 world cup final is going to be held at metlife stadium in east rutherford new jersey fifa made the announcement sunday with the final set for july 19th the united states mexico and canada will host matches in the soccer tournament united states men's national team will kick things off june 12th in los angeles for their first group stage game with all their matches set to be held on the west coast the opening match of the tournament will be held in mexico city and travis you know why um it fought so hard to be in North America. No. It's the only way we can guarantee the men's team will actually be in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. I guess so. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, other uh, stories here. Um, Patrick Mahomes' father was arrested on suspicions of DWI. However, Travis, he will be able to travel to the uh, Super Bowl. So don't have to worry about that. Uh, the Dodgers made a trade with the Yankees as they traded Caleb Ferguson to the Yankees. Hmm. 
um, traded the left-hander and agreed with right-hander Ryan Brazer on a two-year, $9 million deal. Um, no word on how much of that uh, is back-ended on that deal. Mm. I would assume a lot. Because I would assume so. What happens? That seems um, to be the trend, yeah. Bill Belichick's son will be coaching, even though his dad will not, as he is the defensive coordinator at Washington, Travis. No, not the commanders, the University of Washington. Oh. Hmm. Yep. So he'll be heading out to the University of Washington there and their new re-coaching staff. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and the Royals agreed to a $288.8 million deal for 11 years. Yeah, it just came Don't down understand the that. wire. Don't That's understand a lot that. of money. In uh, things you didn't have on your uh, your bingo card, Travis. Yep. Le'Veon Bell says he's going to attempt an NFL comeback, and he's only interested in playing for one team. Oh. The running back who hasn't played in the NFL since 2021 has embarked on a boxing career in recent years, expressed his intentions for an NFL return in a series of Snapchat videos posted Friday night. Bell, who turns 32 later this month, said he will start training for his comeback in March, and although he didn't mention the only team he would play for, it's clear that he's referring to the Steelers. Oh, I was like, what What team would that be? Mm-hmm. As he said, quote, and I'm going to be honest with myself, I got to go out there and be like, I'm going to put my foot in the ground. Do I feel it? Am I hurting? Can I go out there and really play again? And, bro, I'm telling you all right now, when I go out there and train in March, and if I hit April and I make this decision to come back to play in the NFL, again, mark my words down, I will be better than I ever was. And I will only come back for that one team. You all know who it is. I don't have to say no team. Y'all know who it is. Uh, we all know. All. Apparently. All right. Y'all said, quote, I never apologized to the fans for sitting out or leaving the Steelers. I never apologized. So I want to say I apologize for leaving the best damn fans there is in this damn world. I shouldn't have left. I apologize. I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. <laughs> it is. It is your fault. He also said that uh, last year on the Steel Here podcast that joining the Jets made him realize that, quote, Head coaches make a huge difference and made him appreciate Mike Tomlin's impact on the Steelers. By the way, in case you were wondering, uh, in 2022, he faced Adrian Peterson in a boxing match and scored a TKO in the fifth round. TKO. With that. Nice. Yep. All right. That's all I got, Travis. That's all oh, the 49ers are mad. Mad about what? The Super Bowl practice field. What's going on with that? Field conditions for the San Francisco 49ers practice facility UNLV have been met with widespread disapproval from various members of the organization, sources told Adam Schefter. Uh, NFL put in a sod field on top of the field turf and started laying it just last week when the NFL ordinarily requires Super Bowl practice fields to meet certain standards in December. Sources told Schefter, the NFL hardness score for fields averaged 78, with no field being less than 70. The 49ers field is considered in the 50, sources told Schefter. 49ers will hold their first walkthrough practice on the field later on Monday. The Chiefs, by the way, are practicing this week at the Las Vegas Raiders training facility. So, mm. Yep. Gotcha. By the way, uh, playing surface was a storyline in Arizona for the Super Bowl last year, specifically the slick track that led to the Chiefs and Eagles struggling to find sure footing throughout the game. I do remember that, yeah. yeah. So, 49ers, not happy with their field. Of course. Hmm. So, 
We'll see if that becomes a factor in the game. Could. We'll see. We'll see. Need all the help they can get. That's right. It's Chiefs. It a junior uh, thing that uh, just came down. Uh, the Battlehawk schedule's out. I saw that the schedules came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't specifically look at it. When's the first home game, Travis? When you go? Uh, well, I was uh, trying to see, and uh, that is the first uh, homestand that the Cardinals are in town with. So uh. that means it would be an extended stay, mm. uh, potentially. Uh, their first game is uh, March 30th uh, at the Michigan uh, Showboats, or Memphis Showboats, or something or other. Uh, I don't really know that logo, and this uh, is kind of confusing. It's the Memphis Showboats, but that's not who they play first. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing uh, here with these uh, graphics here, and mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's Michigan. Uh, they're going to open up the season with whatever their uh, mascot is uh, there, but the first uh, home game uh, at the uh, Battle Dome is uh, Arlington, and that is also the uh, same, like I said, opening uh, weekend for the Cardinals uh, against the Marlins. So uh, you have a Cardinal game at 1 o'clock and the uh, Battle Hawks at 7 o'clock. So both teams in town that night, that day. Busy oh day in St. Louis. Yes, it is. Let's say so. Hmm. So you can get a car parade bobblehead at the Cardinal game and Ooh. potentially carry it into the game. Uh, but that is on April 6th, if you're uh, wondering the exact date uh, there. But first game or first uh, regular season game, March 30th. Coming up before you know it. Uh, sure will. Our first Cardinal broadcast will be before the end of the month. Yeah. So uh, they're the Michigan Panthers is what their uh, nickname is. I like the graphics, but they're a little confusing. Uh, their uh, Arlington Renegades is who their uh, home opener will be against. Uh, this definitely looks like do, don't these look like uh, um, AI generated? Yeah, they look awful. Uh, graphics. They look awful. <laughs> Not a fan. That's what I'm. Uh, yep. It's definitely what Looks I'm. Like someone took two seconds. The vibes that AI. I'm getting is yeah. uh, AI yeah. uh, for sure uh, generated, but I mean that one's kind of cool. Still AI. <laughs> uh, I think that's the last one. Well, Travis. Look at that little tiny pony. Travis. The guy who runs it's very busy right now. Look at the tiny pony. He doesn't have time to deal with graphics. Yeah. Catch some heat. He's he's busy. Catches some serious heat. Yes. He's he's very busy. <clears throat> so and they're going to be in Vegas for that press conference. So yeah, Thursday. Of, so I mean, of during Super Bowl, Super Bowl week, figured that one out. Man, what a dumb move. Wow. Dumb moves being made all around. Travis, all around in the sports world. Speaking of dumb moves in the sports world, Travis. Uh huh. That's what we call a transition in the biz. Yep. NASCAR. Yeah. That was something. <sighs> okay. I understand why they made the call they did. Mm-hmm. This was an unprecedented situation. Yeah. Because from all reports, from what we've heard, and if you've paid any attention to the news, you knew that there was a large weather system coming <clears throat> into California. Mm-hmm. And it was going to stick around for a couple of days. 
Yeah. They said the next best chance they probably had to do the race would be Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. This track had to be torn up by Wednesday. Because, again, it's not a permanent track. Right. They needed it out of there by Wednesday. Hmm. They needed the haulers out of the parking lot by Monday. Wow. So you really didn't have a choice. Your two choices were to move it up mm-hmm. or cancel it all together. Right. And so NASCAR made the decision to move it up. Why I feel this long decision, Travis, is because you have fans that bought tickets to this event. Mm-hmm. And as crazy as this is going to sound, Travis, there were people in the industry who heard this. There were people who bought tickets to see Machine Gun Kelly. There were some Machine Gun Kelly fans who were going to be there, see him perform his four songs, and the race was kind of secondary. It was just cheaper to buy tickets to the race than it was to buy tickets to his concert. Mm-hmm. You missed that. I say. Because he's not performing. He didn't perform. No one performed. Mm-hmm. The only reason this worked is because FS1 had already blocked out time to have the heat races. Yeah. If they didn't do that, this would not be possible. Mm. Because in three hours, Travis, they made the decision. Wow. Three hours notice. Three hours notice. That's not enough time for anyone to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so you went from Fox on a primetime Sunday night with no NFL Mm. to FS1 last minute on a Saturday with no time to hype it. Mm-hmm. Right. This was supposed to be your build-up to the 500. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the lead-in to the 500 to get people excited on Fox. Because now you have an entire week where everyone's going to forget about NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you already had the the buffer uh, right. week right. anyways. Right. Uh, we were hoping then... to get on national broadcast television, create an audience, Kick off Super Bowl week. You're out in L.A. Try and gain some momentum. And this didn't happen. Now, we knew the weather was going to be bad heading into Sunday. We talked about that here on the show Friday. Yeah. What I didn't know, Travis, and I learned this from listening to one of the podcasts today, this morning, as I was coming in here today. NASCAR has quit their development of the rain tires Hmm. and the rain package. Really? They have just, they, they've stopped. So they didn't bring rain tires with them. Mm-hmm. So, so they that's couldn't a have raced in the rain. Yeah, they that's didn't, a problem. Yeah, they've quit developing. They've quit working on it. Last year, if you remember, um, we had some races with the rain, and we had the mud flaps catching on fire when people were doing burnouts. And also found out that if you saw some of the, the rains where there could have been could have been rain, but it wasn't, They'd have the windshield wipers at a weird angle, kind of. Yeah. It was an aerodynamic advantage to teams. So teams were cheating the system with how the windshield wiper was set up. (laughs) Wow. And so NASCAR is like, all right, you guys are going to start doing this. Then we're going to take it off the drawing board. Mm. So that's why they couldn't have done this. Now, even if they did decide to do it in the rain, we've seen the rain races be light miss they haven't been in a full-blown 
thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. I still think there would right. have been too much rain. And if you decided to wait till Sunday, you've missed your chance. Mm-hmm. So I think this was NASCAR being abundantly cautioned. Um, but I still think it was a bad decision because now, from what I've heard, NASCAR is trying to reach out to every fan, Travis, who purchased tickets and offer them a refund. Ooh. That's a lot of people you're going to have to get in touch with. Yeah, exactly. So. I do not envy those people who are reaching out today. No. (laughs) And here was the second issue, Travis. Saturday at the Coliseum was a free day. You could get in for free. Wow. So they still honored that. Mm -hmm. So you had people who purchased tickets for Sunday because it was a double header because they were getting the cup race. And then there was the Mexico series that race afterwards. So they were going to get two races and said they raced both those on Saturday. And then you had people who were just showing up for Saturday who still got in for free. Wow. So it's even more of a mess. Right. And if, well, no wonder they're handing out refunds then. Yeah. So, Mm. and think of all the extra work that had to go in from the Coliseum standpoint. You had to get that security. You probably weren't planning on being there. And every, you know, concessions and everything like that, that you probably weren't planning on being there as much as you needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from reports, there are about forty to 50,000 people there. I think this will be the end of the Coliseum. This is, I think, the last one of the three years. This is, this is becoming more of a headache than it's helping. Yeah. The first year, it was a lot of excitement. Year two, it dwindled. This year, I think even if it would have been ran on Sunday, there just wasn't that excitement about it. And part of that's because the new car doesn't race well on short tracks. Mm-hmm. So you're already, you know, kind of hampering yourself. Plus the the fact that two of of the good drivers, because of how they had to do this, you know, with winner go home, you know, basically everyone had to qualify as opposed to what it was. Uh, Christopher Bell and, and Chris Buescher missed the race. Missed the cut. They, they weren't fast enough in qualifying to get in. Mm-hmm. And those are two drivers that you can't have missing the race. Yeah. You know, Christopher Bell drives for Joe Gibbs. A lot of people would probably say one of the, or not Christopher Bell. Um, oh, who am I thinking? I can't remember now who I'm thinking, but. Well, I mean, Chase. No, Chase made the race. I said did not finish. Yeah, he I was, thought it was in, did not qualify. Yeah, he was involved in an accident. Um, anyways, I'll look it up. Yes, there was some altercations. Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick going at it uh, um, amongst each other. Um, I mean, yeah. Bell, Joey Logano and Ty Gibbs. Uh, Bell, Busher. Yes. Yes, I was right. I yeah. thought so. Bubba Wallace spun out his teammate. Like, there was... Austin there was a Dillon, lot of things. Austin yes. Dillon didn't make the main race either. Yeah. So that's that's not a good... Those are three kind of important names. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Bell, a lot of people figure a championship contender. Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Chris Buescher had a great year last year. Won three or four races. And a lot of people's kind of sleeper pick to maybe win the, the championship this year. And then Austin Dillon, who's, you know, the driver of the three. Richard Childers Racing. 
Mm. You can't have those guys miss. No. So I just this is. I think it was just a bad look. Mm. But. Yep, Denny Hamlin got the win. As far as our pick'em game goes, Travis, you picked Joey Logano. I did. I picked Ryan Blaney. Hmm. Logano finished fourth. Blaney finished third. Damn. So, I start off the year with a win. Close. We'll be picking Daytona in two weeks. Hmm. So, there you go. But, yeah, I thoroughly disappointed. I, I They were they were in a bind. There was, there was going to be no right answer for NASCAR in this. There was nothing they could do because you don't want to just straight cancel it. Yeah, no. They tried their best to, to make bad of a good situation, but between the cars just not being set up for short tracks, they just aren't good. Uh, it, it, it was not a great night. So, Not a great night. Not a great night, but we'll go to Daytona. We'll all get excited for the 500 because it's the biggest race of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get up for the 500. Hey, we're trying. We're hoping so. <laughs> And maybe you can capture some of the magic back. You have to hope so. You have to hope so. And you have to hope that Netflix carries people there. And that's the other thing. You have the Netflix series that's doing really well. And you've been promoting Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And then you change it. And because you only have three hours notice, you don't have enough time to get it out there to everybody. And Mm. I saw multiple people on social media Sunday night going, where's the race? I tuned in. Where's the race? Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. not a not a great look. Mm, not a good look. That's your uh, NASCAR. All right, very well. So I think that will uh, close the book on uh, today's uh, program. So we'll get on, getting on, and we'll uh, be back for you tomorrow. We'll explore more of those uh, brackets and uh, um, postseason pairings. Uh, as well throughout the week so uh we'll head up on that and recap everything that goes down this evening in high school basketball so until tomorrow thanks for listening and thanks for downloading we're out peace peace